0: The Jedi were real. I used to wonder about that myself. thought it was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, a magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. The crazy thing is, it's true. The Force, the Jedi,
1: Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hawk, our hosts, Carl LeClaire, Jason Hunt, and Katie Horn discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 341, Inspiration Beyond Imagination. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Wicked and Chief Chirpa to my paplu, we've got Carla Claire and Katie Horn. Hello! <laughs> uh, I'm going to, for the first time, just,
2: like, uh, disagree with Jason. I'm actually low gray. I don't want to be Chief Chirpa or Wicked.
0: Yeah! Okay, oh, yeah. That's I'm right. I'm sorry.
2: There. Come on, Jason. It's like I we didn't spend a whole day that. on Endor.
3: <laughs> all right. All I right. Know, I know that it's like really low hanging fruit to go ahead and make the girl Princess Nisa, but I want to be Princess Nisa, okay? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> all right. You okay. can be Princess Nisa. You yes. can be uh, low gray. I'll be wicked. That's per that Bye. is perfect. That is perfect. Sorry, Bye. Jason. I mean,
3: Jason, I don't mean to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> really
1: but you did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't mean to tell you how to do your job, but I'm gonna. Yeah. So... <laughs> That's <princess>, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we got a bevy of e Wax here and we almost found a Bevy of E Wax last week, so um <laughs>
3: <laughs> is that is that what you call a group of Ewoks? You call them a bevy?
1: I I do at least. Um, probably just a, should, tribe. Um, a tribe. A tribe.
3: Uh we should. Oh, like okay. So you know, a herd of unicorns is called a blessing. We should. No, I know like, that. Like a, <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing of unicorns. <laughs> so, it's a, like so, like A blessing of, or maybe it's like a curse of Ewoks or. Oh, oh well, no, let's call them a barbecue. A barbecue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, at least it's not a murder of crows, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what,
3: that's what a group of porgs is called, canonically. They well, decided they went with a murder. Yeah, a murder wow. of porgs. <laughs> that's
2: well, hilarious. they are very smart birds, just like a crow. Um, that's true. I,
3: I legit like a barbecue. (laughs) 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 Like more than two Ewoks is a barbecue. Like, you know, just everyone lean into it.
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, we'll go with that. That's Wampus canon now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So I am
2: excited to be back uh, with the two of you after getting to spend some time with the two of you in real life in California just over a week ago. Um, I know.
3: I you guys. Already uh.
2: feeling is mutual. And uh, we, we got to obviously experience Rancho Obi-Wan together. Jason and I got to do some hiking in, in the forest of Endor. We had lots of great inspirational moments uh, this past week, and we want to talk about some of them with you on this episode um, and that's kind of what we're doing here. The, the The tagline of the episode is "Inspiration beyond imagination." which we stole from Rancho Obi Wan? That's their tagline. Um, <laughs> yes. and we want to talk about some of the stuff that inspired us from from the weekend, uh, playing around at Rancho, playing around in the forest, um, just playing around together, um, even at mini
1: golf. Yeah. what? Yes. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> The best game of mini golf I have played in my life. Yes!
3: Uh. Oh my gosh! I cheated like so much. I yes. cheated shamelessly. Like you and owned Jason it. still won. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the hell <laughs> What is Oh my gosh. I, I,
1: oh my gosh. <laughs> it was it may have been the best game I've ever actually played, but it was also the most fun game I've ever played. Yes, so, a mini golf.
3: Like it was, Jason it was, is I was,
1: very competitive. Played. That was really funny.
3: I, I cannot believe I how have this was. I
1: have competitiveness that just like shows up and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going <laughs> to do this." Wait, everybody stand back. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem the problem is with mini golf and me is I'm either really on or I'm <laughs> Absolutely off. So I'm just glad it was the first this time. Yes,
3: <laughs>
2: yes, you yeah. can show. Off. Jason was quite. Jason was quite on 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 par. Um, yeah. No, and I, like, I,
3: I could not keep up. Like I I enjoy mini golf. I'm just not very good at it. So like about three holes in, I just start cheating. Just like picking <laughs> up my ball and dropping it in the hole. Like that counts. That's that's one. The hole in one. That's like, saying. <laughs> And I did that, and Jason still won. I just, oh my gosh! That you know, it's true what they say the
2: dark side—it's quicker, easier, more seductive. Yeah, and <laughs> if, if I'm not mistaken, not only did Jason win, but you also came in, I think, last. I know. <laughs> yeah, like even your beloved beat you, and he didn't yeah, cheat I mean,
0: at all. No, he didn't cheat at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh that was so was, much fun it yeah. was
3: great I, oh Carl got the only legit hole in one though I
2: remember that was I really guessed.
3: cool yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I got one lucky shot and, that, and that's when I started taking it seriously and every hole I was like damn it Jason got me oh Jason's got a misshine uh, on this one need to get it I'm like damn, oh, damn it um, <laughs> but that's okay um, let's also not oh. forget the fact that, that that venue for playing mini golf was pretty cool because it was glow-in-the-dark.
3: Oh, yeah. It was an indoor glow-in-the-dark mini-golf, which was rad. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And had one of the best uh, 80s and 90s soundtracks ever. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it was just an 80s and 90s playlist going off the whole time. It was so (laughs)
2: fun. And we all sang so much together. It was a (laughs) great time. It was so much fun. There he is.
1: It was thriller we were dancing <laughs> a thriller uh, i remember barbie girl came on yeah, and that was girl a popular on. one with our group
3: it was oh yeah that was real popular with the group oh my gosh well and it also it's not our fault because there was a group of kids right in front of us and we were like we were way faster and better at them than mini golf like i mean and we let them know it too like oh look how great we are like <laughs> But but you know, so they, they kept holding us up because, you know, we would we would catch up to them and they're not done with the next hole, you know. Right. And so we're just standing around like singing around to the soundtrack while the little kids are you know, taking their sweet time.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, it was, it was glorious.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Let's go party. I wish you could all see the dance party that is going on at the wampas lair go oh. party <laughs>
2: what a fun song that's
3: oh. us oh my gosh yeah we just you know we just <laughs> having a dance party here in the lair
2: yeah how did i forget <laughs> to put that on my indoor playlist whoops <laughs> oh, no, just, remedied just,
3: we just need like we need a disco ball in the lair you <laughs> know what i mean like we need <laughs> like <Yeah>. strobe lights <laughs> the wampas like keep it down over there <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my well, I feel like we Heart should we should start to me. like make our way <laughs> into the the episode. Um, and as we do so, though, uh, like I mentioned two weeks ago, we've gotten quite a a bevy of new reviews on our, on iTunes, which has been fantastic. <laughs> so to all of you in general, thank you for taking the time to write those reviews. It really does do a lot to help the show out. So yes. uh, we really appreciate it. And as I said two weeks ago, we'd love to to share with some of the some of the kind things that y'all have been writing in. So I'm going to share two of our uh, most recent reviews. Um, The first one comes from uh, Rochelle Bell. And Rochelle Bell gives us a review where she states, so nice to hear a show where people are Star Wars fans instead of picking apart everything they don't like. And I love the added women's voice in Katie.
3: Oh, oh, that's so nice. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet wow oh thank you that was Rochelle Bell thank you so much yeah oh thank you for the kind words that's amazing thank you thank you thank you thank you
1: Uh, you. that's definitely something we do very deliberately here is that we're fans (laughs) and we are here to have a fun and positive experience enjoying Star Wars and that's so important in today's internet world I just want to
3: have fun with my Star Wars you guys I just (laughs)
1: want to have a good time
3: Please, yeah. I'm begging. <laughs> <laughs> Let me enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: well, and as like Jason kind of pointed out as well, not too long ago, you know this this past week when we were in California all together was also like the one year anniversary of formally inviting Katie into the show. Oh, so, yeah. like Michelle yes. Bell, we also can't thank Katie enough for bringing her voice to the show. Oh. So yes. it has made the you show guys? so much better in the last year. So
3: you guys are so sweet. You know I love you guys. Yeah, because well.
2: like Jason knows like a tiny bit about Star Wars. I know a good amount, and Kevin knows a lot.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Jason's I mean, always I'm, like, I'm "Is here it for my broadcast Palpatine? skills? That's it." I yeah. pretend every day. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like uh let's see can i say something intelligent i don't know i'll pretend right so and and much like katie's (laughs) beloved jason still doesn't know who Bibble is
3: yeah no oh Uh, my god there's literally there he got me so bad in the car when you know all four of us were driving you know what i mean and then like and then my beloved like seriously turned he went wait who's that and i was like Bibble, you know oh gosh you know who he is (laughs) stop it
1: (laughs) it was so funny (laughs) I, i i laughed
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, just because he got me so bad. I told you, I fall for it like 20% of the time. I legit (laughs) think that he doesn't know who CEO (laughs) Bibbul is.
2: So I'm going to read one more of uh, the reviews that we've gotten. And this comes from Mount Olympus. So pretty sure this is Zeus himself, which is pretty pretty dope. (laughs) I would assume so. So (laughs) Mount Olympus says, uh, just bored at work and found this podcast. It's absolutely amazing. Now on a mission to catch up on all episodes. Laugh out loud. The Rogue One top three was perfect. Happy that more people loved that movie too. Well, oh. we certainly like Rogue One, Mount Olympus. Yes. So, And apparently okay.
1: Zeus is a fan.
3: Yes. Yeah, we pleased we, the God of Thunder. Like, yes. That's, that's <laughs> incredible.
1: Wow. <laughs> I mean, and, and now he wants to go back and catch up on all of our episodes. All of and. 41 of them. Well, hope, Good luck.
3: I hope you won't be aboard at work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's a, that's a huge task, sir. Yes. Or yes. Matt. Um, yes.
3: Thank you so yes. much for the review. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: And, and uh, we will continue to read a few uh, for the next few episodes until we're we're done. So please keep them coming. We really appreciate it. Uh, it just it does a lot to help out the show. So um Thank you to yeah, all of you who have, and and specifically to Rochelle Bell and Mount Olympus. Thank you for your for your very kind reviews. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you. Um. So, uh, here's a thought. Okay. We were just the one. Just one thought. <laughs> yeah. We were That's at it. Rancho Obi Wan a little over a, mm-hmm. a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there were, I'm gonna guess like a couple of so before we went in. We all agreed together as a group. So it was obviously the three of us, uh, Katie's beloved, Nate, and <laughs> um, Matt Cranky, who is from the Starlack Pit and Rebel Cells podcast. Matt was uh, – I can't, can't thank him enough for hosting Jason and I with, in his house this past week. Um, he's yeah. amazing. And unfortunately – he was going to be with us, but unfortunately couldn't make it this week. Um, but all of us agreed on the way over that uh, everybody was welcome to take one item – uh, yes, for Obi-Wan home with us. Uh, something that you could carry, of course. Like, it couldn't be something like massive. Yeah. Um, and uh, Matt and I agreed that if there was one big item, we could carry it together. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> And of course, like, this is complete (laughs) BS. Like, we are not, you know, propagating stealing from Rancho Obi-Wan. Yes, Um, please do that. But (laughs) but it was really fun to just go in there thinking of, like, all right, if we could take one thing, right, what would you take? Like, because there is just such a, it is literally a treasure chest full of Star Wars uh, memorabilia. And it was kind of fun just to have that question in the back of our minds, I think, going Mm -hmm. through there of, like, gee, if I could have one of these things to put into my own collection, what would it be? Yeah, um, and uh, there's just so much to pick from. Uh, yeah. but Katie, this was obviously like Jason and I were fortunate enough to go last year for our first time. This was your first trip. What did you think? Yeah. What was it like for you?
3: It was incredible. Oh my gosh, um, it it's so indescribable. That's which is a terrible thing to say on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there are no words. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I didn't know what to think because um, uh, what was the name of the guy that met us? You know, when uh, when just when we were parking, you know, and he was gathering up the tour group. Stew, I don't I
2: think right, Stu, Stu or Stanley, S- Stanley,
3: something like no, Stanley, what's Stanley? S- I, thought I thought it was feel Stu. terrible. I thought
2: it was like Stewart, but
3: he- yeah. He, well, he wasn't our tour guide. Yeah. He was just, uh, you know, he was there to gather the group up all together and introduce us. Um, and the first thing he did was, like, introduce us to his dogs and then, yeah. like, the chickens out back. And I was kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> where, where, where am I? <laughs> and then, like, and then he's like, oh, OK. Like, after he was done feeding the chickens, like, he literally was like, OK, now i got to feed the chickens. You know, he's like, okay, now let's go see the Star Wars stuff. I just went like, Luke's just not a farmer. (laughs) 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 But, uh, 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 you know, he he took us um, out back uh, to show us some of the stuff that's like kind of, you know, not in the exhibit right now, because, you know, it's just the stuff was like too big. There was like a giant, you know, uh, Jabba the Hutt puppet, which was, you know, cool. And kind of the moment I realized that, like, oh wait, I'm in the right place. Uh, they also had a, um, you know, in the, in this shed where you know all that really big stuff was. There was this life size uh, Jar Jar Binks in carbonite. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I was like, whoa, look at that! Look, you know, Jason, like I'm grabbing Jason, like yeah. look. And uh, I'm and like,
1: that just makes me sad.
3: I don't, I don't know. I thought it was cool, just because it was <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I thought it's all, it like is. awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, I and that uh, is cool. And the guy, yeah, the guy who I'm just gonna call Stu, and I'm so be- sorry if we got your name wrong. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, look at Jar Jar, and he goes, he just kind of sounds sad. He just goes, yeah, it's what everybody wants to see, right? Jar Jar and Carbonite, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. And then he got like all excited, he's just like, yes, and he was like, Misfit Power, he was just like, I think this guy's day. <laughs> it was just like, Yes, we're here to love all things Star Wars. That's what that's what we're here to do. We're here to celebrate. So that's that's just yeah. what it felt like. From that moment until the moment we left, it just felt like a celebration of Star Wars, you know? That's what Rancho is. It's just yeah. a celebration of all things Star Wars and, and you know, loving Star Wars. It, especially since so much of the stuff is, um, I don't want to say fan-made because, you know, they have, like, you know, official products there too but there's a lot of like fan made stuff and just oddities star wars oddities you know and it just you can tell that it comes from such a place of love
0: mm. you
3: know yeah. and uh, yeah that's what rancho was it was it, it was very loving it was like getting wrapped in a star wars hug you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yes <laughs> yeah. so so carl uh, I want you to answer the question: If there was one thing that you could have taken, I'm so glad you asked. Do you know what it was? Hell yeah, I do. Oh, you want to know? Uh, yes, <laughs> I would love to know. Tell no, the people.
2: To be fair, it is a little large and it'd, it'd be cumbersome to carry. But like, um, I could definitely handle the weight. It might be a little awkward, um, but it was definitely that <laughs> mural painting of George Lucas.
3: Oh, oh I thought oh, you, like, you were going to say. <laughs>
2: I have lots of thoughts about Steve. I'll save them for a little later, but <laughs> suffice it to say Steve Sandsweet, literally that is the perfect <laughs> last name for that man because he is incredibly sweet. Although sand He's means without, way. right? Doesn't like, doesn't sands mean like without.
3: I have uh, no idea. Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> but anyway,
2: whatever. He is like ultra sweet. He is the greatest greatest person in Star Wars fandom.
3: He, um, he was so warm. He was so welcoming. Yes, uh, and he looked me in the eye. Not everybody does that when I speak to them. You know what I mean? But he did. And it was just all like, oh, you're so cool. Like you see me. Yes.
2: He <laughs> gives you his undivided attention when you talk to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. There's yeah. so many
2: people that don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. But he is not one of them. Um, yeah. you know. yeah. But no, there, there is this mural when you, when you come into one of the main rooms of the exhibit hall um and i don't recall this from last year so it could have been there and it just didn't speak to me that year and this Mm -hmm. is the cool thing about rancho right like we did this just one year ago just jason and i and there are obviously a lot of similar things but we also had a different tour guide this time and he had a different Mm -hmm. charisma from last year um Mm -hmm. highlighted different things i think that's also the cool thing is depending on your tour guide you're going to probably get different things showcased and highlighted based on Mm -hmm. what speaks to them um but we walk in and there's this massive mural. Uh, my guess is it's, it's a good like f- five feet by four feet mural. It's an oil painting. It of- might be bigger. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah, it was big, yeah. Um, but it's this mural painting of uh, oil. It, it, to me, it seemed like it was oil painting. Um, Katie, mm-hmm. you're much smarter with art than I am, so you could probably confirm <laughs> or deny that. But um, it's just this beautiful painting of George Lucas sitting in a rocking chair flanked by R2-D2 and C-3PO. And um, like
3: they were Dachshunds or something. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And the uh, the tour guide whose name was crap. John. John. John, John. John. Thank you. John. Yes. John. I, I remember
3: John's name. OK.
2: He was a <laughs> kid yes. He was so funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. he was great. John pointed out that the artist who had done it, whose, of course, name I'm also forgetting the name of the artist. But he did this for George, thinking George might want to purchase it. But George Lucas, being George Lucas, has no interest in paintings of himself.
3: He does not care. <laughs> so
2: he didn't want it at all, even though it's a gorgeous painting. So he offered it to Steve Sansweet free of charge, just the cost of shipping. Yes. And, um, and I think the reason it spoke so much to me... Um, I think that I've, I've got two responses to that. And and, and the first one is simply I, I did my first ever painting the week before I, I went on the trip with you with the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's right. I did a painting with my that's friend Sarah who's super into painting. And um she's just so fun to like play with paint with. Like that's literally what it was when I went over. And I was Aww. like, Sarah, I want to learn how to paint. She's like, come over. We can paint. So I did like a <laughs> – like little painting of like a night sky and it was really fun. So I was just really enamored with the idea of painting. So looking up and seeing this beautiful painting and to me, the painting just depicts something very wonderful. It's, it's very George Lucas in the sense of it's just, it's him in sneakers, jeans and a flannel. (laughs) Um, It's this very simple man yet this very, and I don't mean simple minded, but like this very simple, quiet person whose imagination inspired billions.
1: You know? he's, and, and he's so they,
3: ordinary. He's an ordinary yeah. person. Yeah, you know what I really mean? Is.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the age—the yeah. age is George Lucas, circa somewhere around Return of the Jedi filming, mm. so yeah. circa around 1980, 83. So, yeah, so um, I just, yeah, yeah. He, he's it's a young George. Yeah,
2: and and just looking up at that painting, uh, it just it just like made me fall in love with George Lucas, um, even though I've never met the guy. Um, it also makes me really want to reread the Brian J jones biography that came out a few years ago because that was phenomenal um mm-hmm. but just like looking up at there but looking up at that painting and just thinking literally this is a person who who literally has em- who, who did de- who did embody that mantra of Rancho obi-wan of inspiration beyond imagination i mean this is mm-hmm. a man whose imagination inspired you know just countless number of, of people and to me that was inspiring that this Ordinary person, as you so like, so simply put it, Katie. Yeah, this ordinary yeah. person, his imagination wasn't was capable of igniting so many. And that, mm-hmm. to me, that's inspiring to 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 try to be somebody who also is very imaginative, and hopefully, your own imagination can inspire others as well. And I just I couldn't mm-hmm. stop looking at that painting the entire time we were in in the first part of the exhibit, and. It just brought me such tremendous joy just looking at it. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's the item over everything that it's like, man, if I could take one thing, I would love to hang this in my apartment. It would take up like uh, an entire wall of my apartment. But yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it would make it look even bigger in my small apartment. So <laughs> I'm on board for it. Um, that's but, so uh, sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But what about you, Jason? Was there anything in there that specifically got you tickled and excited? Uh, uh
1: Yeah, yes, Uh, the the thing that that I walked away wanting to take um, Jar (laughs) Jar
3: Lollipops, yeah
1: (laughs) God, (laughs) those things are so weird
3: I love them
1: so much It's so (laughs) hilarious Uh, We stopped the tour Oh, we uh, did, yeah (laughs) Because Jar Jar Lollipops, Jar Jar Tongue Lollipops But no No, that's not what I would want to take home. I would not. That's I don't know. There's a weird grossness to um, those lollipops after, you know, over 20 years. Um,
3: um, It's just corn syrup. Don't go bad, Jason.
1: uh, (laughs) Sure. That's what they tell you. Um, But but, um, I, I have to go back to the library. Uh, which is one Ooh. of the first things that you do uh, uh, yeah. when you're at Rancho, and mm. uh, they had the the super high end collector's edition of the Star Wars Frames books that George Lucas had made. And for those who don't know what that is, Star Wars Frames um, is a you know I a collection. Of one thousand one hundred and thirty-eight photos across the uh, first six saga films that George Lucas handpicked from each movie, and they're bound in this super, you know, high-quality, uh, you know, book. Um, and it's just these really high-quality photos, glossy photos of of the movies. And uh, John uh, pulled out the um, A New Hope book and randomly picked like three different pages to to flip open to for us. And I'm just like, I want that and I want the case because <laughs> it's big and wooden and cool because you push on the book and it springs out towards you and it's like, oh it
2: does just, that? I didn't I know
1: it did that. that. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. <laughs> yes. It was uh, it was gorgeous. They they had um also the the limited edition uh you know public release um, that's smaller and in, a, in more of a plastic um, industrial looking case um, that was released later on as well but like the super high end was made for George some of his friends and a few select collectors including Steve Sansweet so um, yes. I, don't, I don't know it was I want that and I know I won't ever get it but I want it so that's what I would have taken
2: uh, those were I thought, when they were showing that to us uh, the whole time, I was like, can you please just flip open to the Empire Strikes Back in the torture scene frame, please? Thank you. Um, and I kept saying that to Matt really? Cranky and I was like, I hope nobody overhears me because they're going to think I'm a, like a psycho. Oh no! <laughs> Why does this guy want to see this torture scene?
1: <laughs> Very good question. I've been asking myself that for seven you know, years. the last seven and a half, eight years. So. I feel uh, like- um, Honestly,
3: yeah. Carl, I, there, there was nothing you could have said that would have like made you less of a creep than me because like I, you know, I kept uh, I, I kept freaking out over like everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the smallest thing was making me like scream, and then like. Uh, there was this one, like, section of the museum that was supposed to be walled off with a curtain, but there was no curtain. <laughs> like, I cannot stress this enough. There was no curtain. They didn't hang up the curtain. Katie got so in trouble. I didn't know, like, yeah, I got in trouble. Like just, you know, They didn't, like, try to kick me out or anything. It's just that John was all like, oh, is, is somebody back there? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, no, there's there's supposed to be a curtain there. And I'm just like, no.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> like, to be uh, fair, we're Katie. I'm the only...
2: Yeah, well, like Katie like wandered off because they they had the like a couple of shelves of items with price tags on them. Yeah, left over from the because every year Rancho does a gala to raise money for mm-hmm. the for the ranch mm-hmm. and it's in general, and they had all these items left over from it, like basically just like doubles of things that Steve has that you know, again yeah. they just sell off. And Katie was just kind of looking at them because they were it all just browsing. right out there. Yeah, and they
3: had. There was a sign that was all like, "Oh, we accept Mastercards and Visa," and I'm like, "Awesome!" And yeah, I'm looking at the stuff. And it's like, <laughs> and they had a Seal Bibble figure, figure, and I'm all like, "I'm leaving Rancho Obi Wan with a Seal Bibble." <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. So I'm just back there poking around, you know, just looking at the stuff that I think is for sale. And then the guys like, "No, no, store's closed. Don't come back." <laughs>
1: yeah. it's, only, it's like, like the what? store is only open for special occasions, unfortunately, and they forgot to. <laughs> Close it back. There up. was
3: no. <laughs> so they no, I can't. I can't stress this enough. I, <laughs> I just I felt like one of the naughty children in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You know, like Loompas were gonna come and take me away. You know, <laughs> sing a song.
1: It would have been oh. Jawas.
2: Jawas. I would have been Jawas. You're right.
3: I would. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been terrified. Just like no.
2: Oh my what are more
3: creepy, what's more creepy, Oompa Loompas or Jawas? Because I vote Jawas.
0: Oh, I think Loompas. they're
2: creepier. Oh my god, Oompa Loompas are terrifying to me. I still can't watch that movie. Oh. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Well, wait,
3: what were we talking about? Talking so, anyway,
2: <laughs> well, no, Jason was finishing talking about.
3: Oh,
0: right. Uh, the you
2: were talking about how uh you were just enamored with so many things then you so enamored you got in trouble um <laughs>
3: yes like, if, <laughs> i'm the King, only one on the tour who got yelled at you so did, you know jason fair, Carl, did not get you yelled all- at
1: but <laughs> yeah no. and, and he was very apologetic going, yeah. oh sorry that's our bad that's our fault right. there's sorry. supposed to be a
3: curtain there there's supposed to be a curtain yeah
1: like, no, no. yeah Um,
3: All uh, I'm saying, Carl, is you can make all the weird comments you want about the torture (laughs) scene. At least you're not, you know, wandering around, (laughs) not paying attention. Also,
2: Katie, like, lost her mind over the Jar Jar Tongue pop thing and he's like how weird I is this and kitty's like i love it, and just like, okay. I, lo- I,
3: it. I was like I, my phone was out, my phone was out the entire time stabbing pictures but oh, like yeah. as soon as we got to the jar jar lollipops i was like because they were on like a middle shelf and i'm a pretty tall person i had to drop down to my knees to, to, <laughs> to take so it's almost like i'm praying you know like i just <laughs> drop down i have my phone and i'm like click 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 you know <laughs> this guy's like i don't even know how to explain these and i'm all like because i was 10 years old and I- <laughs> When you're 10, these things are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he was so confused.
2: Oh, but it was-
3: I remember at the very beginning of the tour. Um, you know, it, it starts with the bathroom. yeah <laughs> And, uh, and and because it's pretty small, this bathroom, you know, it, only one person at a time, you, uh, you we all have to go in. If you want to see all the Star Wars toothpaste, all the Star Wars soap, you know, they just have a ton of Star Wars bathroom products in there. Yeah. And if you want to see, you know, you have to file in one at a time. And I go in and, like, half easily half of this stuff is Phantom Menace. Like, <laughs> easily. Oh, yeah. Easily, oh, yeah. so I go in there, lose my mind, and I come out and I like run up to John and I'm like, "There's so much Phantom Menace toothpaste," <laughs> and he thinks I'm like kidding, you know, uh, you know. Well, I mean, he knows what's in there, but he thinks I'm like faking my enthusiasm. I can tell he's like, "Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff." Like, shrug, like you know, like I can't explain why we have so much Phantom Menace stuff. And but then it only took like two more times of me being all like, "Oh my god, it's Qui Gon Like for him to be like, "Yeah, all Star Wars is good." star wars
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was fun it was so much fun although katie i i need you to answer the question if there was one thing you could have taken what would it have been
3: uh, a shopping cart <laughs>
1: <laughs> and everything i can
2: Just, fit in it
3: Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, this is like supermarket sweep all up in here, you know, I'm just like knocking stuff into my shop,
2: like,
3: (laughs) clearing entire (laughs) shelves, you know, oh my god. Uh. (laughs) Oh, no, you guys know the answer, because I lost my freaking mind. I mean, I lost my freaking mind the entire time I had no mind left by the time we got to the end. But in the very last room. I experienced a particular kind of just nirvana, really, because, uh, you know, there's all this all this artwork, you know, and, uh, you know, it's almost like a gallery, almost exactly like a gallery, you know, the way all this art is set up. And, um, and it was at this point that John like pulled everybody over to watch a video. And I have no idea what that video was. I don't know what you guys were watching, because at that exact moment, I turned around and there was this sketch of Darth Maul. And I was like, no freaking way. And I like zoomed in on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, when Ray is trying to like catch Finn because, you know, she thinks that, you know, the BB eight's like, Oh, what him, you know? <laughs> and Ray just like runs after Finn. And Finn's yep. like, oh, no, that was me. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was me going for this sketch of dark small. Uh, so I missed the video completely because I was just like, again just completely enraptured by this sketch and uh specifically this sketch was done in 2010 so this would have been around the time that darth maul was going to come back to the clone wars he actually wouldn't come to the clone wars for two more years but you you guys uh might know that cartoons are kind of hard to make yep Yep. they take a a while yeah they take a while (laughs) So this was done in 2010, just when Dave Filoni would have been talking with George about, um, yeah, bringing Darth Maul to the Clone Wars and what does that mean and who is this character? And Dave Filoni would have been doing a lot of thinking about, you know, who is Darth Maul and what stories am I going to tell with this guy? And he drew the sketch of Darth Maul as a stag, um, specifically, not like like he is literally a stag. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but specifically, it's a portrait of Darth Maul. So just picture Darth Maul, except his horns are morphed into the shape of of a stag's, you know, antlers, and his tattoos on his face are morphed into the of into the image of a stag and. And this, and the stag like has these bright yellow eyes just like Maul's and and its horns its antlers are you know incorporated into Darth Maul's horns as well and it, it's all very serendipitous the way Maul has been re- reworked into this image of a stag and it just it spoke to me this image. You know, and I and I just went like off. I like grabbed you guys. I remember like grabbing yes. you by the arm and being like, "Look at this!" And then I like, and then I just talked yeah. about it for like the next two hours. <laughs> like, we left and went to lunch, and like over lunch, I was still talking about it. <laughs> uh, that's what I would have taken in a heartbeat. I would have taken the sketch of Darth Maul as a stag, done by Dave Filoni. You guys, oh, Dave yeah. Filoni did this. Oh. I just, I
2: I just yeah. I really want you to like because you, you like you said I mean you definitely were whew, you were taken with this yes and, <laughs> and it was really like it was it was like wow she's really taken and I don't mean that in like a like derisive way like it was definitely, just really yeah. I I was like wow she really lo-. and then you were pouring over like what it was about it that spoke to you so much we were having lunch that day. And I don't want the folks listening to miss out on some of that. So, like, what is it about the stag being in mall that, like, really spoke to you? Because it, like, lit a fire in you.
3: Oh, it absolutely did. Yeah. No. And, and I was so obviously just enraptured with this thing that that uh, John actually came over and was like, well, oh, I could pick it up so you can get a closer look if you'd like. And I was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> <still love> <laughs> and he did like, yeah, they actually like, you know, took it off the shelf for me so that I could get like a close up and, you know, just, yeah, really get to know this painting. Well, sketch, um, drawing. And uh, like, and it it was the original piece. You know what I mean? Like, I could see the sketch lines that Dave Filoni did. Like, oh, art is powerful. You guys, art, yeah. <laughs> art is powerful. Yeah, but yeah, at, at lunch, I just I just went off because, um, you know, this isn't the first piece of of um, you know like concept art or just you know just Dave Filoni playing around with the idea of Darth Maul. You know, this is not the first piece of art like this that I've seen from Dave Filoni, uh, you know, especially when he talks about, you know, when George Lucas came to him and was like, I want to bring Maul into the Clone Wars. And Dave was like, okay, but how? Isn't he dead? And George was just like, oh, you'll figure it out. (laughs) 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 So, you know, and I I can only imagine what that must have been like to be given that sort of project, to be handed a character like that, you know, and then just, you know, as an artist to be able to just go off and, and draw... And, you know, just do concept art after concept art, you know, figure out what works with the character, you know, and we've seen concept art of Maul is like, just like a shadow, you know, it's all like, this is what remains of Maul after Kenobi cut him in half, you know, it's just like this, this horrible, inky shadow, you know, just existing, you know, and he's not alive, he just exists because the dark side, you know, he won't stop clinging to existence, you know, won't let himself move on, um, you know, but that, you know, oh, that didn't work, you know, throw that out. Uh, there's, there's images of him as like a, a spider, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and then we see that carried over to the clone wars, you know, that concept never completely went away, you know, they used it. Um, and, and, you know, thinking about Maul as as you know is he a spider just laying in wait you know laying his trap laying you know spinning his web biding his time you know is that darth maul and you know sometimes yes but i i don't think that's ultimately maul you know that doesn't speak to me about him the way the stag did because like as soon as i saw him in this concept art with the stag like worked into his tattoos you know so- that to me suggests that the the stag for Maul isn't just a a spiritual guide, kind of the way Dave Filoni uses the, the the symbol of a wolf with Ahsoka. You know, the wolf is Ahsoka's guide. That's I mean, that's what a wolf is typically. You know, in when we use a wolf symbolically, a wolf shows you where you need to go. You know, takes you to your true self. You know, the stag isn't guiding Maul. The stag is small, you know that's mm-hmm. why it has his yellow eyes and that's why its horns are his horns it's antlers you know that that spoke to me very deeply because um in symbolism in mythology uh, a stag is a protector specifically of the forest you know when man enters the forest you know the stag that's where st- the stag is king you know And, you know, man's going to come in with rifles, and man is going to, you know, try to tame this place, and it's the stag's job to protect it, you know? And that, to me, speaks of this larger theme in Star Wars about, like, the dark side, you know? And where are these places that, you know, man maybe shouldn't go? Or if man does enter, you know, does, you know, do we have to have respect for these places, you know? And that, oh, that's just very interesting to me. (laughs) Again, like I'll just go off for let's go have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And the perfect oh, thing yeah. is is like the the speed at which I eat. Like Katie had a good 2 hours to get through it.
3: Exactly. Yes.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm the I world's just, slowest eater, yeah. so. Yeah, it, it no,
3: I like worked yeah, out I well scarf down my sandwich and you, know, and, and you know my sandwich is gone and I'm like, "Okay, now listen."
2: <laughs> I'm two bites in at that point.
3: Actually <laughs> Like, you know, the forest, you know, Mm -hmm. the forest as a symbol, as a place, you know, it is a dark place. And if you enter the forest, you will leave it changed. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't go into the forest and then come out the same person like, -uh. you know, and I think. You know, especially for like uh you know, like a character like Rey, I think it was so intentional that when she ran away from you know, from the call of, you know, the lightsaber, the light, you know, and now it calls to you. Yeah, you know, and she's like, no, nope. and she aways into the forest and meets Kylo Ren. You mm-hmm. know, she meets what she's afraid of, you know. Um, you know, so just this idea of Maul as king of the forest, you know, protector of the dark side even. That's interesting. <laughs> That's 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 cool and i would just love to sit down with dave feloni and dave feloni would just be like oh whatever i just drew it once who cares <laughs> nine years ago <laughs>
2: like, i bet that's not true you, though i feel like he
3: yeah
2: i feel like he'd have a lot to say
3: exactly uh, yeah and i mean and even if if it was never if that was an idea that was never fully realized you know again you know you don't use every single part thing in concept art you know yeah. those ideas linger you know right. they become part of the dna of a character. You know, you can't see it, but it still presents itself in some way, you know, it's yeah, it's a I'm glad I saw that piece (laughs) because I I was not expecting that at all. That was gorgeous.
2: (laughs) It was really cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's something very different. Mm -hmm. And obviously what made it extra cool is just the fact that, you know, listening to you break it down (laughs) when we were having lunch. Right, right, right. That was really great. So um,
3: (laughs) it was Oh, thank you. Just thanks for letting me just go off. You guys don't even <laughs> interrupt. You're just like, yeah, yeah. Darth Maul. He's a deer, all right. Yep,
1: he sure is. Yes.
3: Have fun, Katie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but 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 it does. It 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 made me look at Maul in a way that I'd never thought of before, and and it's it's a very interesting way to 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 picture that because it is new and it's different and it's not something I'm used to thinking about and so i'm glad that you gave me that perspective you know i i won't be able to you know that probably won't be on my you know top of my mind you know when i think about darth maul but i also won't be able to forget it either so
3: mm. oh thanks yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it was great um you know and,
2: and so like and that's the thing like that's so cool about Rancho is that there are all these unique items there. I mean, obviously, you, you get a lot of the the kind of mainstream stuff, right? I mean, one of the one of the centerpieces of the entire uh, museum exhibit is that you know that coned glass display as You walk into the main room with all of the carded original figures, right, from nineteen seventy seven right. through eighty five, mm-hmm. um, yep. and and I think I think pretty much any Star Wars fan would agree that. Star Wars action figures are some are probably one of the most important parts of Star Wars fandom um I'm not saying it's the most important part but uh right it's kind of the pinnacle of where it all began right yeah, Star Wars yeah. would have just been movies had it not been for the merchandise and I think that's what I really love about Rancho is that it celebrates um I mean, in a a silly way, right? It's kind of a museum to commercialism, (laughs) you know. It it represents capitalism and the power of the dollar. But I think what makes it unique as Star Wars, though, is it's really a narrative of how fandom has constantly evolved and interpreted that universe. Um, And I think that's why, like, there are so many things within. The walls of the museum that are highlighted that are simply fan-made. Um, the reality, kind of like you said, Katie, of uh, you know the way that Star Wars has inspired countless fans for its forty years of existence. Um, I mean, I love seeing all these old, all the old action figures from a time that before I even existed, and then of course seeing all the action figures from when I got into Star Wars. You know, with the '95 yeah. Power of the Force Two line, um, just seeing those things that like made you. That, that allowed you to play in the Star Wars galaxy um, yeah. and then seeing yeah. how that that desire to continue to play in that world evolved with fandom, right? Like, you're not going to get this beautifully sculpted, handmade action figure from a four-year-old because they don't have that skill set. But you're probably yeah. going to get that from an adult fan who doesn't necessarily play with action figures anymore, but they have these other skills that they've they've learned along the way and Star Wars is going to be part of what inspires their continued work. And and that's what I love about Rancho is that it celebrates the creativity and the inspiration of Star Wars within the fan community. And kind of like getting that, that historical narrative of the evolution of the Star Wars merchandise also okay. shows how... Um, Again, like, I, th- I think it'd be foolish to not admit that, yes, of course, Star Wars has always made money and it will continue to make money. And it's, it's a commercialized product. Therefore, it's in some ways about that. But I think ultimately there's something about Star Wars merchandising that specifically tries to feed the imagination of a Star yeah. Wars fan. And I think that's really cool. Um, and it's really neat to, to get to see kind of the evolution of that all under one roof. Yeah. Um, so you know,
0: yeah.
2: I think we're all fortunate that we were able to to participate in that. And, yes. Um. Yeah. And I know if you're listening, maybe you'll have that opportunity. Maybe you never will. Um. But if you can, I highly encourage you to mm-hmm. to take the trip out to Rancho. It is so wonderful. And you know, at the end of the tour, Steve Sansweet does come out and and is always mm-hmm. willing to take any other questions you may have. Um, he's super happy to just have a conversation with you one on one, and you know he just—he's so darn sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, you know, after he kind of like answered some of the main questions, um, by that point they opened up the arcade room so people could play the yes. arcade games. Uh, they opened. <laughs> yes. the, they opened the stores. So you can buy Rancho Obi Wan products. Um, so I just kind of like stepped aside, and I was I was chatting with with Steve one on one. And I just said, I was like, I got to ask. I was like, do you ever just come in here at night and just like walk through the halls of this and just smile? And he goes, more often than you'd think. And I was like, That's incredible. Because, like, he's, I mean, it's it's existed for I think just shy of a decade now. Um, yeah. And he says that he still goes in there and just finds inspiration behind these things. And, yeah, I, you know, as somebody who obviously has a strong background in, in, in religion and all that, there is something religious about Rancho Obi-Wan. And I I don't mean that to denigrate, you know, authentic religion, but there is something holy about that space and transcendent. Yes. And, yeah. and I think that that's so cool that you that what Steve Sansweet has built for Star Wars fans is something very unique and something very transcendent. I mean, it's a place where you go to celebrate something that you love so deeply. With all this stuff, you know, like um, one of my favorite things about walking into certain churches. I love stained glass windows. I love statues. I love these. I love the stuff. <laughs> you know, there's nothing particularly <laughs> s- s- you know holy about the stuff, but it, it's, it, it kind of points to something beyond. And I felt like I always like both experiences of going into Rancho. I feel like that's the case there. Is this is just stuff, but it points to something deep within you that you really love. And I feel like anytime you go, you're going to see something, at least one thing, probably countless things, um, that are just yeah. going to speak <laughs> deeply to you about your love of Star Wars. Um, yeah, it's such a, it's just such a great space.
3: I think it's like because someone made it and someone loved it. You know, even if it's like phantom menace toothpaste you know (laughs) you know uh uh, yeah it was made in a factory but somebody picked it up because they loved it you know like yeah someone collected it someone was like this is really cool and preserved it and took care of it and that's what makes it you know just just so cool and it it touches you And, you know, I really liked what you were saying, Carl, about how, um, you know, this, this whole place, you know, traveling through the decades of Star Wars memorabilia really does tell this story about how, you know, the fandom has evolved and you can definitely see that reflected in the merchandise because the, the closer you get to present day, the more and more, um, stuff targeted towards, you know, women,
0: Mm.
3: you know, shows up, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, you know, pretty much as soon as you hit the prequel era, you start getting dolls, you know, that, that just weren't available, you know, for the OT, you know, or at least I didn't see them on display. You know, you start seeing dolls and you start seeing shoes and you start seeing, you know, purses and stuff, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, Oh, that's what women have to like. I'm just saying there are some people who do, and yeah. I'm one of them and it's neat. <laughs> it's neat. Okay. To see shoes that looks like Darth Vader's helmet. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just awesome. You know, like, yeah. and, you know, it just yeah, it makes it feel more inclusive and and yeah, walking through it just makes made me feel like part of it as well. You know, part of Star Wars.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that point too because right, like um, sadly, there's still you know a, a part of the fan base that wants to mm-hmm. say that new Star Wars is all about like catering to political correctness. But I think yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I think it's I think it's much bigger than that. I think like you yeah. pointed out, it's Star Wars. It simply has become aware of, right? I think like when George made those movies in 1977, mm-hmm. even up through the early 80s, uh, he just, he, all he was conscious of was making a fairy tale for children. He, I don't mm-hmm. think he specifically was like, oh, this is for little boys only, or, you know, it's for boys. Animals. Yeah. I think it was just, this is for children, period. Um, yeah. And then as you get the prequels and you bring in a character like Padme, you know, um, mm-hmm. and really want to highlight her. I think George himself was also aware of how many young girls were taken yeah. with Star Wars. So I think the the this, the reality of Star Wars is it's constantly been part of our world and is doing its best to respond to it. And I think that's what yeah. makes Star Wars so wonderful, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not, oh, we're trying to cater to something. It's just the reality of like, wow, there's lots of, you know, wow lots of young women are really into this. Why not – why not make some more products that might be really geared towards that population? Because, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's so the reality that
1: this is somehow something <laughs> to, new to in be, star Wars is kind of foolish. No. Um, yeah. right. To be honest, this is capitalism folks. Right. They want to yeah. make a buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make a buck. Let's uh, sell to everyone.
3: Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like saying, you know, it's a big galaxy and there's room for everybody in it, yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, and it's like, when you make that galaxy bigger, you make yourself bigger as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 It makes me feel bigger.
1: <laughs> the, there's the yeah. galaxy is huge and there's big enough for everyone, but Rancho Obi One is not big enough for everything. In the <laughs> yes. Um,
0: <That's> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we were there and they're like, oh yeah, we just doubled our storage space. And, yeah, oh uh, my yeah. and, and was over there supervising the construction of new shelving for the extra storage space. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: pr- it's it's wild how much stuff he has. And do, do you remember what the percentage of actual stuff visibly displayed was of like his collection? Was it like ten percent or something? Like it was tiny. The numbers. It's you- like ten or yeah. fifteen percent. Yeah. Low. No, but- yeah. It's nothing. And, and I think they said that there might be a close, maybe close to 20% of his, his collection is on site at the ranch. But even of that, only like a little over half of it is able to be displayed. And then yeah. you've got another like, you know, it, probably 70 to 80% of things at this storage unit in downtown Petaluma. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like a, and it's not like a storage unit like most of us would have, like if we need to store stuff from our apartment, <laughs> it's like yeah. a factory. <laughs> like space yeah, that he it's, has, it's factory uh,
1: storage. Yeah, it's it's a huge space. See, they were telling us how big it was, and it's just like that's incredible. Yeah. So, but uh. yeah, it, it was such a fun experience, and I'm so glad, Katie, that you and Nate uh, and yeah. and Matt got to experience it because you know that that was part of the fun of going to Rancho this year for me was just to see the expressions and looks on your guys' faces because I know I was doing that last time, you know. <laughs> um, I, I knew generally what to expect, and I still wandered around like a, like a goofy yeah. puppy, you know, <laughs> sniffing around all the, the garden. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. But, you know, I, getting to watch that happen to, to Katie and Nate enjoying it and, <laughs> and Matt silently cataloging everything that he wants to get now. Yeah, like yeah. That, 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 <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was fun to watch. So.
3: Oh, man. Remember when we walked into that, you know, the big room and there was that really big uh, Darth Maul Phantom Menace uh, yes. uh, digital uh, display. Yeah, yeah. Was, like
2: a killer display. The one that yeah. like goes between him and Yoda, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Depending on where you stood, you yeah. know, you would either see Darth Maul or you would see Yoda. And, and I walked in. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And you guys were like, that wasn't even here last time. Yeah, they brought this out for you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It was so cool because it was in German and it said, um, uh, in the end, good always wins, but this is only the beginning. And I'm like, (laughs) "Ah,
1: that's so good. (laughs) good.
3: (laughs) That's so good for episode one. I love the Phantom Menace, you guys. The Phantom Menace.
2: (laughs) Really? I didn't realize that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Oh, my gosh. We should probably move on beyond Rancho now.
3: Yeah, and talk about having lunch, and it was delicious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 oh goodness! No, it was though. It was there were some good sandwiches. Yep, yep. Dexter <laughs> um,
3: Jester was there. He made them. Yeah, <laughs> we had a cup of chocolate juice. Yep. yep,
1: yep. Yeah, he
3: told us the difference between knowledge and uh, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we walked in, and it was. Katie Horne. Katie! <laughs> <laughs> Take a seat. I'll be right with you. Yeah, that was so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. But, Carl, we got to go up the Avenue of the Giants, which yes. is the Redwood Forests. That was amazing. Uh, I'm still
2: like, I, I don't want to come off that high. And I know eventually I'll have to, but um, <laughs> I'm riding high on that. So... You know, like last year you and I uh, were able to go out to San Francisco. Like we did Lucasfilm, we did Rancho, um, and we wanted to do like the Redwoods. Um, So like I think it was like a week before we went out last year. I looked up where specifically the Redwood Forest was that they filmed Return of the Jedi. And it's like a little over five hours north of San Francisco. I was like, whoa, that's nowhere near where we're going to be. Guess we're not doing that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. And we went to like a small little park in the Redwoods just north of the Golden Gate, which was still really cool, um, but it wasn't quite the same. Uh, I mean, we loved right. it. We were enamored for sure, but it wasn't quite the same. So this year we were like, all right, we want to go back. Like, Let's let's be intentional about making time for that. So we carved out time. We got a rental car, and we made the commitment to driving that five hours Sunday morning up to the this 30-mile stretch called the Avenue of the Giants in Northern California. And there's – countless uh little parks and and groves off the side of the road that you can stop at um before we went it it was very fortuitous i i just sent like a snapchat story out um of being at rancho and riley blanton from star wars report like shot me a message he's like whoa you there again i was like yeah and Uh, I was like, I know you were just out this way doing, you know, the Redwoods, blah, blah. And Riley was great. He started like we started texting back and forth and he sent me the places of where to go um, in the Redwoods that um, where they filmed some of Endor. Um, And the place Jason and I were originally going to go was actually a little over a six hour drive from from where we were staying. And Riley's like, no, no, no. This is where you want to go. And it was an hour and a half shorter, which was so much, so much more convenient. Yeah. Uh, yes. And the first thing that Riley told us, though, which I never knew, was apparently the majority of the sites where they filmed Return of the Jedi was actually on private property that was about to be logged, which is why they gave them permission to do it. So the majority of where Return of the Jedi was, was filmed was logged shortly after finished filming. So most wow. of that specific forestry no longer stands as it did in the movie. But there is one specific spot called Cheatham Grove. Um, which is right off of one of the highways, which is where they actually filmed a lot of the speeder bike chase. And there's a shot in Return of the Jedi where uh, Luke and Leia, their speeder goes under this, this log that's sitting on top of another log, and it's still exactly the same. So <gasps> so Jason and I were, yeah. were hiking up, walking up and down that log. We were, we were ah! running under it. Um, oh, my gosh. So it was a blast. But the, the thing was is like, the first, the first big spot we 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 went into, Jason and I just looked at each other and we're like, "Holy crap, we're in Endor!" Yeah, yeah we just much. like, and we were just like beaming. And um, at one point, we just like sat down, um, like on a little. I, it wasn't even a bench because it was carved out of a redwood tree that had fallen down, which is also so yeah. cool. Like, there's no reason to build benches here; just make
1: them out of the trees that are already down. Um, yeah. No, the, and it was, you know, it was, it was an actual, you know, bench that somebody carved out very deliberately. It, it, it was like, you know, it dedicated to so and so on it, you know, but it was oh. really cool to just sit down yeah. on that bench made out of the tree and just take in the forest. Yeah. So
2: oh. as we're sitting there, this is another silly thing. So just like I got it in my head because we kept joking about this before we went into Rancho about, like, oh, yeah, everybody's allowed one item, <laughs> which again, Total BS. But there was like, you know, like, you know, like sometimes if you tell yourself something enough, you might actually believe it. Uh, yeah, you just start
3: I, to kind of accept yeah. it. Like-
2: so, like, even when we were in Rancho, like, there's a small part of me that thought, like, maybe Steve was going to come out at the end and just be like, so you're all entitled to take one item home with you. And, like, there was, like, this ridiculously naive tiny part of my brain that kept thinking that might happen. Um,
3: Yeah, right. It was kind of like me when John picked up that that Darth Maul. You know, it's like, yeah, I can pick it up so you can get a closer look. Yeah, and then hand it to me, right? That's
2: how how this transaction will work, right?
3: Exactly, right? Because I love it. You don't understand. I'm in love with this the way Steve will never love him. (laughs) Doesn't love you the way I do.
2: But, like, even. Even that silly notion, we were at Rancho. I carried that silliness with me to the Redwoods with Jason and I. There, again, this is as ridiculous as it's going to get, but there was like this You get t- to take
3: one tree.
2: <laughs> no, but like it's even sillier than that, Katie. There was like this tiny, tiny part of me that just kept thinking, maybe we'll see an Ewok.
3: Oh, snap!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. There was this tiny part of me that just kept thinking, like, and not because, like, I thought we thought, I didn't think we'd see a real Ewoks, you know, they're not real, but I was like, I bet you, like, there's just, like, this tiny part of me that I just thinks, maybe there's going to be just one person running around in here with an Ewok <laughs> costume on, and it's just going to, like, floor me. It's just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to be so excited. Um, you
3: got to believe. I'll believe with you, Carl. And, and they're like, out, I, there. I they're out there. They're out there. Yeah,
2: like. <laughs> Oh uh, man, my my two brothers and I, when we were kids, we had this big like picture window in our in our dining room that looked out over the woods behind our house. And at Christmas time, we used to put up these like cardboard cutouts of elves on the on the window, and we would do elf spotting because we were convinced mm-hmm. that elves were running around in the woods, keeping an eye on us for Santa. Um, uh, and like when you're a child, like there were so many times we're like, I just saw an elf, and like you literally 90s. believed it because you're a child. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. There also, was, there
3: were probably elves there. So
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but like there was like that, like that kind of like silliness of of a child was with me in those redwoods, thinking like, "I, what if we? Sit, I think I'm going to see an Ewok." So um, an Ewok. <laughs> the, right. but the bushes are wrestling. Isn't yeah, wicked, wicked. <laughs> um, but uh, so we sat at one point though, like Jason and I, we were like sitting down on one of these benches, and. Like t- also like just for a moment, like divorced of even the Star Wars experience, like I just love to be in nature. Um there is something sacred about nature to me, and I think to a lot of people. And just sitting in that moment and also like kuda like and, and and I mean this in, in all love to both of you, but Jason, like Jason is one of my favorite people to spend time with. Um Aww. he has such there's such a playfulness to you that just just it's so lovely um, and I Thank never you. feel like anything that I say would be too silly to Jason. And I, I feel the same <laughs> way with you too, Katie. But just like sitting okay, there, yeah. I was like, there's, there's like all these like just sitting there. There was something just intensely spiritual too in that moment. Um, mm. And I shared some spiritual thoughts with Jason in the moment. And Aww. all of a sudden, it was just like the will of the force just like came into me and it's like, we should make a video over here. And I was like, Jason, we should make a video while we're here. Let's make a documentary about the Battle of Endor. And, of yes. course, Jason being Jason was immediately in love and ready to play. And, uh, and that's what we did. So we spent the rest of the day literally like we were still like running up tree limbs and rolling <laughs> around in the ferns. Like we never stopped playing, but we were also like. Let's have some fun with this. Like, let's also do something new for the show and make a little video. So um, we recorded all these little clips of different spots in the forest where parts of the Battle of Endor happened. And Jason, just this past week, cut it all together into this beautiful video. It's about just shy of eight minutes. Um, And it's this incredible video documentary of the Battle of Endor from our time in the Redwoods. Um, And it's up on our... Yeah, go ahead.
1: The the only actual Endor locations in there are uh it is from Cheatham Grove where they, they had the speeder bike chase and that log particularly. Um everything else in there, we were just like, Well, this looks like it's from the movie ish. Um <laughs> and we'll we'll frame it in such a way and and that sort of thing. And so we were able to to work it that way. But th- there is actually, you know, some actual filming locations in our little documentary. But uh yeah, we, we were totally like, let's Let's act like this is serious and we are like researching and, and discovering after all these years the uh the sites where the Battle of Endor happened. You know, <laughs> it's been like, you know, years afterwards and they've all moved on and all this stuff, but we're we're going back and uncovering the sites. <laughs> um so uh but yeah, no, it was so much fun and I I, I spent like three hours on Sunday just like cutting everything and uh <laughs> editing it together and adding music and it was so much fun to do that and put it together and, and we had a blast doing doing it. It was just fun wandering going, is this indoor enough? Is this, you know, specific enough to what we want to record? You know, we there were even times where we're like, oh that looks like, you know, such and such. We should do something there. You know, yeah. it was like it, we had no real plan going into it. And yet we we're just like let's do this. And it was so much fun. It was. Yeah. You can tell it wasn't planned too because
2: uh, I stumble a lot in my sections. Jason's really good at this. Jason would be a great documentary host. Um, <laughs> I'm not so great, but I did have fun. Um, That's but, uh, what matters. Yeah. That's what yeah. matters. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and it's actually really funny. Cause like I, I sent the video directly to like uh, to my friends, Ben and Greg Um, and Greg messages me back. He goes, wow, like that's really incredible. Like I've heard it's really hard to find those locations. And I was like, no, actually only one of them was like legit, (laughs) but he like believed us. And I'm like, wow, we fooled Greg. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, but like, yeah, like Jason said, like the only one that's a hundred percent accurate is that where the speeder bike chase was like, we know for a fact. And even if again, like Jason perfectly put the movie clip in right where, right where it shows that that particular log and you can tell it's the exact same thing. Um, so, but yeah, it was like, it was just so much fun doing something like that. Um, and, uh, it was exactly what I needed for star Wars. Like I, I just was, you know, feeling a little burned out and this was exactly what I needed. It was like, yes, like I'm just captured by this feeling of star Wars. And it's exactly how I felt last year when we did our trip. Um, just, you know, being in these imaginative spaces really excite me. Um, yeah. And uh, it's really fun that I got to be in those spaces with the two of you. Um, yeah. So, because, like, I never have to be ashamed of saying anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all game. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, it, was, it was funny. At one point, I was like, man, I wish Katie was here, but Katie was like, I don't want to be outside. Yeah, right. Oh,
2: like, when God, we, when we, just, when I I we put know. that into, like, our schedule of what we were going to do, like we just we excitedly just did it one night and we were texting back and forth and I was like oh shoot like we got to make sure like we invite Katie too in case she wants to come along and I was like we messaged Katie the next day we're like I'm so sorry like we forgot to like ask if you were in on this and Katie just goes that's fine I'm 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 fine not being in nature <laughs> like, fi- like yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, good. yeah I'm, I'm good
3: <laughs> I'm good you know when you were you were talking about like oh I just like sitting in nature I'm like sounds fake but okay like you do you like no have fun okay I just I'll be over here with the air conditioning and. And the ice in my drinks. (laughs) I want my creature comforts. Okay, like that's part of why I want to live on Coruscant so bad. The whole planet's just one big city.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They have everything's climate controlled.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, we just landed. It's like so. There's no forest here for anywhere. Any direction I go, I'm not going to end up in nature. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you. There was this one moment for me during the trip. Um, it was when uh, uh, we were coming back from lunch, I think, and uh, and we needed to you know to cross the street to get to the parking lot, and so we're crossing the street, and you know I start kind of like jogging a little, and you guys come like from behind me, and you guys are like mm, yes, run, <laughs> and like and like we, you know we all know that that my beloved Nathan is you know like seven feet tall, so he's already <laughs> like he's just casually walking, but he's gone, like you know we're, we're jogging and he's like. She's so far ahead because you guys are like Yoda, you know, and you're like, mm, yes, run. So, like, I do the <laughs> same thing. I run up from behind my beloved and, like, jump on him like Yoda. And I'm like, yes, run. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, like, all three, oh, all of us are, like, running towards the car in the parking lot. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect.
1: This is exactly what Star Wars is. This is <laughs> the, and, and to be honest, that's what the Wampa's lair is. It's us yeah. running through a parking lot going, mm, yes, Run, run! <laughs> <laughs> uh, finding the Star Wars in everything we do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, even know. if it's walking across a parking lot. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> well, and you know, like and when when Jason and I drove up there on Sunday morning, it, like we made it in just just over four and a half hours. So the drive wasn't like horrible, um, but the, also the drive flew by because. All we did was listen to Star Wars music, but then, like halfway up the trip, I was like, "Jason, put on that Ultimate Edition Phantom Menace soundtrack. We're gonna quote the movie with the music." Oh, we got so uh, and we did. We got through almost the entire movie. Um, I, to be, I'll own up to it. I made a few mistakes. Jason was spot on with everything. Um, and then there's obviously like moments in the film where there is no music. So we had to like skip those scenes. Um, right. But yeah, it was so much fun just quoting the movie the whole way up. And then as we were listening to the other soundtracks, like whenever it was one of those tracks from the movies, we would quote that scene too. And it was so much fun.
1: Yes. Uh, it was so good. Um, I think with, with our Phantom Menace quote through, we got up to like their arrival on Coruscant, and We're like, okay, yeah. there's just so much without music. Right. here. We're going to just, and then it's battle scenes for the rest of the movie. So, um, yeah, this is <laughs> there's, there's yeah.
3: Chancellor Valorum's shuttle. <laughs> yeah.
1: And look, Senator Palpatine is waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great gift to see you alive, Your Majesty. With the communications breakdown, we've been very concerned. Allow me to present to you, Supreme Chancellor Valorum. It it's is an, an, an honor to finally, finally meet you see person. you in person.
3: Oh my oh, gosh, I just yeah. I want I want to just sit back one day and just watch you perform the entire movie, Jason. Like for serious. I've
1: Done that before? <laughs> I I think I memorized the Phantom Menace in like June of
3: 1999. I love it. Oh, my God. oh That's so
2: perfect.
1: <laughs> that movie is perfect. Uh, Accurate.
3: Accurate. Yeah. Agree. co sign retweet. <laughs> retweet. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that'll be the, the Wampus Lair tagline. Yeah. Phantom is the, fan,
3: the Phantom Menace is perfect. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the Wampus Lair.
2: Yep. Done. Phantom, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Carl, well, yeah. real quick, I wanna, you said you were going to ask me something about fan fiction?
2: Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I was just about yeah, to forget it. Yeah, what was that about? It. So another thing that happened is Jason and I were meandering <laughs> our way through the forest of Endor.
3: Okay. was...
2: I, like, I just became enraptured with, with Gray, the great medicine, <laughs> gr- great medicine man of Bright Tree Village. Okay, um, okay, And I was like, I would love to write a short story about Logre and about, like, a young Logre and his journey into the forest to, like, right? Because like, that, that's something very, like, uh, culturally significant, the, the quest of a shaman, <laughs> right? To, like, go have a yeah. spiritual quest. Um, and... Right, like this idea that it, this is also like borrowed a bit from old legends canon about uh Kashyyyk, but like Wookiees mm-hmm. rarely um rarely go onto the surface of Kashyyyk. They're usually up in the trees. Um yeah. and it's like, yeah, I feel like the Ewoks are a lot like that as well. Like they probably go down to to the forest floor to like hunt. other than that, they you know, they keep to the trees. Um yeah. so I was like, ah, oh, it'd be really fun to write just like a short i st- I'm a short story about like young Logre in his spiritual quest. Because um, yeah. like obviously I love like the idea of a spiritual journey and like and who
3: can- and then an Ewok <laughs> and an
2: Ewok and like who better than my boy Logray yeah um, and like I know you have a lot of experience writing fanfic and I was yes. like uh, I, like I don't I'm not great with the discipline of sitting down and writing so like mm. what is like what's your advice to like anybody who's considering writing fanfic but has that issue like just, you, yeah.
3: You know, just do it. I'm so sorry
2: <laughs> that that's that's.
3: I'm so sorry. I mean, you know, from a technical standpoint, it always helps me to sit down and outline. You know, I I sit, you know when I'm like I know I have a story I want to tell. I sit down and just literally bullet points. You know, character wakes up, does this, sees that. You know, just bullet point, cut and dry. That way, you have a little bit of a road map for you know for where you want this story to go, and you know, and and. I, I, for a beginner, I would absolutely say just, yeah, just start. It doesn't have to be long. It can just be a scene if you want. You know what I mean? Mm. You could just, you know, it doesn't have to start with low gray wakes up in the morning, decides to go on this journey. You could just write a scene just out, you know, in the middle of the journey. You know, low gray sees something cool, you know, write about low gray seeing something cool, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. Just, just, yeah, start. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing about writing. I love writing. I love writing fan fiction, you know, and that's the thing about it is that you just you have to start right now and you have to be unafraid to kind of suck at it for a while. So just have fun with it. You know, you're like, well, this isn't going to be any good. So I'm just going to have fun, which is like so incredibly freeing. And then that's what, you know, that's what I love about the blank page. And that's what I love about the word is that, you know, there's no judgment there, you know, you can just just have fun with it and just pour out what you want to say, the things you want to see, you know. There's no limits because it's your story and you can tell whatever you want to tell. Like, yeah, so just yeah, just do it. Just I'm so sorry that okay. that's the worst advice. No, but it's that's not. the only advice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so how do I get started? And I'm like, start.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair though. Like when people are like yeah. when people ask me, they're like, oh, how do I get into working out? It's like go to the gym.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you have to, start, to go.
2: Just- <laughs> you have to start. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. yeah. And just, you know, yeah, write it for yourself. Just have fun with it. You know, just write, write what you think would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in you, Carl. I would love to read that story. I mean, you don't have to share it with me if you don't want, but like, I don't know, I'm getting excited hearing you talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's a story that needs to be told. That sounds
2: great. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I kept talking to Jason about it the whole day, just like my plot ideas. And of course, Jason's uh-huh. a sounding board. He's like, "That sounds great. You should write it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, write it. Do
3: it.
1: <laughs> do it. I always am. I, I'm always very encouraging of anybody wanting to do something creative, because you know, I, <laughs> I'm the kind of person who I think I can handle like the mundane and stuff like that. But when I late last year, I had my whole you know, job change and, and getting out of, of, of a very stressful job situation. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself, and I oh. realized I'm a very creative person, and I need that creative uh, stimulation. Otherwise, oh. everything shuts down. Oh, I know and exactly so- what
3: you mean. Yeah. If I can't write, if I like just don't have time, you know what I mean? Because life, uh-huh. it's Everything starts to shut down because I don't have that outlet. I don't ha- – you know, I can't sit and think and in introspect. You know what I mean? I can't tell a story. Like, you know, you think it's like it's such a small thing, but no, it's everything.
1: Right. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 And, I know exactly and, what you and mean. And some people, some people aren't wired that way, and I get it. I understand. But if you are or if you're just sort of like, well, maybe I want to try something creative. I'm always like, do it. Just yeah. Do it because it, it, it feeds you. And yeah. if it feeds somebody else, that's, that's great too. But like, if it feeds you, you need that. And so, Carl, yeah. do it. Write it. I'd be, yeah. I'd be interested to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> well,
2: you have to give that. A, I'm gonna give it a go.
1: Yeah,
3: do, do it. it. Yeah.
2: Um, it, yeah. one last thing I want to bring up before we end, if that's okay. So, in and, and like, Katie, you will never have to experience this because you found your beloved. Yeah. Um, praise the Aww. force. Um, but you know, I'm still doing the, the annoying game of dating, which I hate. Um, but oh, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that's, that's over. I don't have to deal with that. Worst. Nope. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, but a question I commonly will get on a date and it, it I actually, I was on a date, uh, over, over the, wait, what's today? Yeah. I was on a date over the weekend mm-hmm. and of course, like I brought up how you do a Star Wars podcast, blah, blah, blah. And, well. and the person was like, so what is it about Star Wars that you like so much? Which is like a well, question like yeah. secular folks love to ask us Star Wars devotees. You know, like <laughs> yes. what is it you love about Star Wars?
3: It's like, but why? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right. Like, and it's, and it's hard to just say everything, and you know, because it's how, how do I explain that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's
2: like, life, right? I mean, I get that question from people not on dates too, but. It happens a lot on a date, especially like an early date where you're like expressing that this is something, you know, really important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, like it was also really easy to answer in a way that normally isn't because it's tough to answer that question, I think, in a lot of ways. So the first thing, as I said, was. Well, uh, I could refer you to one of our podcasts and you could listen to my answer if you've got an hour, Um, but but I was like, I'm going to assume you don't want to do that. So (laughs) let me give you the cliff notes and coming off of the experience of, you know, being with, with you and like the past week and just getting to do all this, I was like, what I love about Star Wars is that it inspires me. I was like, that's kind of the long and short of it is it inspires me to want to be creative. It inspires me to want to be more in life. And it's this really fun imaginative world that I feel connected to when I immerse myself in it and it brings me more into life. Um, mm. and even that answer didn't get me a second date. <laughs> so- ah. Ah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but that's all right. If uh, if that didn't move her to tears, she wasn't the one. So <laughs> <Right? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um but like what do you what would you say like what would be like your cliff note version to that to that question like how would you re- ask that you know how would you answer that jason somebody c- says to you tomorrow at work like why do you like star wars so much what do, how do you try to put that into like a very succinct way oh that's
1: very difficult uh, i i i don't want to be a copycat here but honestly it it, it it feeds my imagination in a way that inspires me. You know, it, it feeds my imagination. It allows me to uh, connect and explore uh, thoughts, emotions, connects to history, and you know, theology and mythology and legend. And it, it it's a fun world that you know. Offers an insight to all these things, but for what it does to me, is it, it, it's, it's, it's a it's a place of imagination, and imagination fuels everything I do. You know, um, to, to a to a large extent, you know the, I I tell people I have a very active imagination. It, it, it's constantly making up stories. Um, it, half of them are terrible but um you know that's what happens when it's constantly making up stories it can't be a you know award-winning story every time um and so if, if anybody sees me sitting somewhere you know lost in thought i'm either recalling a story i've listened to or read or watched or i'm i'm expanding that story you know that's that's what happens i i it's a story and it's full of imagination and wonder and it, it inspires me so yeah that's that's a short way to say a lot um yeah if somebody's interested in hearing a, a much longer version of that i'm willing to give it to them but <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the short answer yeah what about you katie
3: I would say that it makes me feel bigger. It it always has, you know, from the first time I saw Star Wars as a kid, you know, and and then to this day, every time I watch it, I feel bigger, you know, it it opens up chambers in my heart, you know, and and it knocks down walls that, you know, I, I didn't even know I had. And then you knock down that wall and it's like, oh, there's so much more room in me than I realized. And, and it makes me feel like I live in a bigger galaxy. You know, you you come out of a Star Wars movie and you're like, guys, did you know there's a city in the clouds? I didn't, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. You know, or did you know that there's, you know, a, a city of Gungans under in in the lake? You know, a, they're just yeah, living
1: in a bubble. Just living know?
3: in bubbles. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, it it makes me feel. It makes me see things differently, and and makes me feel bigger. That's yeah, that's what I would say, which I don't know if that would even make sense to someone who doesn't get Star Wars, has never seen a Star Wars. That probably wouldn't make well, any sense, but, but you guys know. no, I, oh,
2: yeah. Like, yeah. I love that because like, I feel like all of our responses in a way are universal, right? There's something generalized mm-hmm. to capture something about the human experience that is about imagination and wonder. Mm-hmm. There's just something specific about Star Wars that captured us. And to me, that is impossible to answer as why did you fall in love with who you fell in love with? right? Like you can always list the qualities, right? Of like, Oh, they're really nice. You know, they're really funny. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of really nice and really funny people in the world. (laughs) There's something (laughs) about this individual though, that just clicked for you, right? There's always like that intangible quality. And for whatever reason, that's been star Wars for me, right? Like, uh, I like other things. Like I like some Marvel movies. I like Batman. I like other things, but none of them have clicked for me that intangible way that star Wars does. And I Mm -hmm. think that's what might be just unique about star Wars. Like, you know, I've I've met people who are like, "Oh, I've seen Star Wars, it's not for me." It's like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Like, yeah, that's fair. how I feel about mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Like, man, it's just not for me. Mm. Like, I get that people love it. I think that's awesome. Like it it, did, yeah. it didn't click for me though.
1: You know? Yeah. Um Fair enough. Yeah. It, and and to be fair, it's a, stories have done that since the dawn of time. It's why Lord of the Rings is so popular after oh, being yeah. out for decades and decades. It's why mythology has been around for centuries you know you know the the greek and roman legends have been passed down and the 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 british you know legends of king arthur and the knights of the round table that kind of stuff has been going for hundreds and thousands of years a, you know it's a good story and people connect to those things and and this is the one that really managed to get its claws in us you know mm. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't escape star wars if i wanted to at this point <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, man. You know what it is? its is? We're, we're Broom Boy, you know, at the end of The Last Jedi, you know, yeah. hearing that story of Luke Skywalker. And then that kid goes outside and looks at the stars, and you just – you know that that kid is bigger than he was before, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, because he heard that story, and that's the power of, you know, of, of storytelling and imagination and the power of a legend, you know? The the
2: galaxy may need a legend, you know? <laughs> like Damn right. Yep. 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 Oh. <laughs> Well, wow, this has been a yeah. beautiful... Like, what a fun conversation. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, yeah.
3: Uh, oh, don't we have a good poll for, for next week?
2: We do. We, yeah. Yes. So in light of all of this inspirational talk, um, mm-hmm. we were trying to think of a poll that could get into this without being... Like, my first thought was like, oh, what is it about... Sp-? Like, let's do a poll where what inspires you about stars? But I feel like you can get to so such. Probably too much yeah. of a variety of answers. It'd be tough to. Everyone like, will have a different answer. Yeah, which like an is essay, great. Yeah. yeah, which is awesome. But like that'd be tough. So <laughs> we just wanted to keep it a little more specific. So our question for you for our poll for next episode is: Which Star Wars movie is currently inspiring you the most? So yeah. it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be like of all time or what you think you know inherently is the most inspiring. But if right now where you're at in life, which Star Wars movie do you find most inspirational? That's what we want to know. Yes. Yeah. And it's, um,
1: I'm really bet, curious to. Uh, it's gonna to be see Rogue, what one. Say.
3: Rogue One. Rogue <laughs> One. That's gonna be the winner. I can tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Katie predicts. <laughs> All right. Well, well, um, we'll, see, we'll see where Katie's prediction ends up next week. That'll yes. be flat be to see. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. also
2: next week we will uh, – because some folks were asking uh, on our social media. We will – before the month is out, we're going to get to our – we're going to continue our journey to Rise of Skywalker next week with our look at Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and how we see that story feeding the grand Skywalker saga. Yes. So uh, certainly tune in next <laughs> week for, for that breakdown of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that's um, going to
3: be great. That is, that's going to be excellent. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm been to to um, I've been looking forward to this one. I've
2: been
3: looking forward to this.
2: I've been
1: looking forward to this. Good. Twice
2: the pride, double the fall. <laughs> and I uh, just want to encourage you, if if you haven't seen our, our little documentary that we made um, from our time on Endor... Certainly you can check that out it's 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 going to be on our social, both of our social media accounts we're going to we're going to reshare it again this week. Um it's also on our YouTube so you can find that on our YouTube channel which I I don't exactly know the website for that but if you just like YouTube Hold
1: up. Oh. I I've got it. Hold on. Uh well it's the the username is Wampusler Podcast. Um, oh. you can so, just google
3: that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and a there be two, yeah. Two, yeah,
2: there's not a lot. Of, yeah.
1: We don't have a lot on
2: there, so it'll be easy to find. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like just if you're interested, we'd we'd love to, love for you to watch it and and hopefully and enjoy it because we sure as heck had fun making it. Um, yes. But yeah,
1: yeah. Um, well, Carl, if people want to weigh in on our poll or weigh in on anything else uh, that Star Wars is inspiring them with, uh, where can they do that?
2: well of course they can find us on twitter at wampas Lair. um find us on facebook at, uh facebook.com uh, at wampas Lair podcast excuse me uh and you can of course <laughs> email us um podcast at podcast gmail.com and you can find us on the youtubes at wampas Lair podcast yes and Katie, uh, where can folks find you you uh,
3: guys can find me princess nisa <laughs> <laughs> yes you guys can find me at PoHot hot dameron on twitter yes
1: Run! Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Run! <laughs> Run! Run and follow her on Twitter. Yes. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, do we have anything else we want to uh, uh, say before we wrap up this episode? All good.
3: Oh, that'll
1: do it. Yep. Uh, well, I miss your lovely faces already. Oh. Uh, and that will wrap up this episode of the Wampus their Podcast. This has been episode number 341. Inspiration Beyond Imagination. For Carl, Katie, and Steve Sansweet. Um, <laughs> I'm Jason. And we will see you next time here in the Wampas Lair. <laughs>